to another installment of the Indeed and Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber. Awkward silence. Uh, <laughs> no, hey. All right. So, uh, no, we are coming together, and as we told you guys, we ended the Honoring God series. Um, we could have dug into a million other things, but we just scratched the surface of it, and I might even come back around, and we might revisit that again um, and do, like, Honoring God Part 2 or something like that. I don't know what we're going to do, because... There were some pastoral things that I really wanted to touch on. I really wanted to bring some pastors in for and stuff like that, and it just did not work out that way. So, Amber, do you want to give them a spiel about where they can reach out to us and uh, how they can reach out and all that kind of stuff? You can get a hold of us at our email. Um, it's indeedandintruthministries at gmail.com. And then we also have our Facebook messenger where you can get a hold of us on Indeed and Truth. Indeed and in yeah, truth. Yeah, indeed. My words just kind of squished together right there. <laughs> yeah, it's indeed and in truth. Because I've been trying to search it forever as indeed and in truth. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's an and in there. Yeah. And so that's a that's a nice nugget to know just in case you are looking for our Facebook page and you can't find it. That would be why. The and has to be in it. Um, yeah, so that's where you guys can reach out to us. Our website is we're actually going to get some... Um, video and stuff like that we're gonna do a welcome video for it and stuff like that and we just got all a bunch of stuff set, separated with the state so that we can start receiving donations and stuff like that now we're not going to talk about it here um but i do just want to let people know like you know everybody likes our events we put events on they like the concerts we throw and stuff like that well that does take money um you know so we don't ever intend to collect donations for anything except for to fund those types of events because they're very expensive um, granted, we get them. Actually, we just got offered another one, um, and it was stupid, stupid, stupid cheap. Uh, and actually, um, Lori knocked off a thousand dollars, so that way we would take the show because she wanted to really make sure that we had an opportunity to get it. But it was still just too expensive, and neither of nobody really could, you know, front the. I mean, we probably could have, but it right. wouldn't have been a very good idea to have done it. Um, anyways, so we, uh, we, we, you know, we're excited about this and, uh, you know, we're excited about what God's doing and, uh, Amber, how about you, um, share with everybody, uh, I don't know what's on your heart this week. What's, you know, we're just talked about having general discussion and stuff like that and kind of, you know, just, just being open and having some conversation before we release the next series. And right. So what's some stuff that's on your heart this week? I don't know. God's really just been dealing with me on um, not judging people. I mean, it's not that I go around judging people, but just just to have that reminder that we can't judge people. And he actually had brought to my mind a scripture, which I'll have to look up because I wrote it down and it's not in this notebook. But he was talking to me about how if we judge people, then we will be judged on what we are judging them for. And it just kind of really hit me in a whole new way this week because how many times do we just, you know, not on purpose, but just out of um, out of regular, like normal, it's normal for us to be like, oh, they they don't look really well today, you know, or, oh, you know, 
I don't know. I don't typically have those thoughts towards people anymore, but there's times that I used to have thoughts like, oh, wow, they could have, like, really done something different with their hair or, you know, something weird. But, uh, or, wow, I can't stand that person's attitude, you know, different things like that. And I just, I don't know. God's just really been dealing with me this past week on self-reflecting, looking in I the I wouldn't mirror. really call that being judgmental. I would call that more being critical towards other people. You yeah. know what I mean? I wouldn't really say it from being like a judgmental kind of thing. Because like some of the stuff you just talked about right there is stuff like it's not your preference, but it bugs you that somebody else is doing it. You know what I right. mean? Not necessarily a, a, a judgmental but I, I guess thing. But if I'm getting more in depth with it, I mean, I, sh- I should say like if I'm getting more in depth with it, I should say like, um, like they're going to go to hell if they do this or they're going to hell because they're doing this. It's not my place to tell anybody that they're going to hell. And it's not anybody's place to tell them they're going to hell. It's that's job. That's God's job, you know. Right. Well, you can't. You. I mean, we have a responsibility to inform people. You know, hey, if if you keep making decisions like this, this is where it's going to end at. Um. But no, you're right. We we have to be careful because we can. You know, it's one thing to tell people that hell's real, but it's a completely different thing to sit down and say. Oh, well, you know, because you did this, you're going to hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. But you can inform them, hey, if you keep up with this, this only has, you know, think about it. We do it with the kids all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the kids do things, and, and the Bible says to uh, raise them up in the way that they should go and teach them, and then they wouldn't depart when they grow older. And so, like, when our kids do certain things that we know is not right, you know, we're, we're getting on to them, and we're like, hey, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. You know, and how many times have we sat down and had conversations with them like, look, you know what? When you turn 18 and you move out of here and you if you decide you're going to chase after the world and you're going to get involved and that's what you're going to do and you separate yourself from God, it's only got one outcome. Right. But the problem is there is people out there that know what the Bible says about those things and they can they still tend to just kind of do their own thing. And instead of listening and that's just and that I think that's where a lot of us Christians get a little bit frustrated in our own selves because we're like, you know, well, I can, I would never do that. Well, it's not about what you would ever do. You know, it's about, it's about what, you know, God would want you to do. You know, it's not about the way you feel, you know, never in the Bible does it say to put your opinion on anything. So I guess that's where, I've I've really been dealing with stuff this week is just keeping my opinions to myself and not complaining. Um, that one was a really big one for me because just dealing with stuff and I'm sure everybody's going through a season cause I've heard everybody talking about how like they're dealing with stuff kind of mentally and, you know, just kind of in their feels. And I, I can honestly say that I've had a little bit of that myself. So, just dealing with that and then not whining and complaining in that. And that's something I've been really dealing with. So that's where I've been this past week. And that's what I've been looking into. And I've got scriptures on it and stuff. Cause I, I, when I have a problem, I take it to the word. So. Well, um, thinking about it, uh, if you, I want to go back to what you was just talking about. I want to talk about the the judgmental thing because everybody always gets this twisted around. 
because Jesus said, you know, it's not, you know, he talked about judgment and stuff like that. So let's look at something here real fast. And I believe it's over here. I think I can actually probably get flipped over to it real fast. It's in Matthew. Uh, and, and like what Amber was talking about, Jesus said, you know, whatever judgment you give is what judgment you'll be met with. Um, but the reality is, is, it's, is it is our job to judge ourselves because Paul said it. He said the judgment starts at the house of God. Did you get the scripture? Yeah. Sorry, I, I was it. flipping through here looking uh, for it. Romans ahead. 2 1, it says, Therefore you are inexcusable, inexcusable, excuse me. Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge, for in whatever you judge one another, you condemn yourself. For you are, for you who judge practice the same thing sorry i didn't put my glasses back on <laughs> no it's fine so in matthew 7 i knew i'd find it uh, it says judge not matthew 7 1 says judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge you shall be judged and with what measure you meet it shall be measured to you again and so and actually jesus goes on to talk about how why is it that you would con you would see the moat that's in your brother's eye but you don't consider the beam that's in your own eye and really what Jesus was talking about here, he said, hey, you know, like what you just said, you know, this may not be my particular preference. You know, who cares about the hairstyle? Who cares about this? Right. Who cares about this? You know, this judge not was not ever intended because, like I said, Paul even goes in later and I didn't pull the scripture up. But Paul goes later and he says, hey, judgment starts at the house of God. If we would judge ourselves, we wouldn't be judged. Right. Right. We have a responsibility, like you're saying, self-reflection. We have to judge ourselves. We have to look back on ourselves and say, what is going on? Am I got something? God, have I got something in my life needs cleaned out? What is it that you need me to do? But here he's talking about me and you don't get to pass judgment on one another. Now, right. we have to take this in consideration because this word judge here is being translated as condemn. Right. Like what you just said. I can't look at somebody just because they messed up once and say, uh, you're going to hell. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if that was the case, then me and your situation we shared during the last series, you know, uh, if that was the case, then we would just been broken and busted. And, you know, I mean, and really, if we wanted to get that much further, Paul even talked about it. He said, if you transgress in one part of the law, you've transgressed in all of it. It mm -hmm. didn't matter what it was. You stole, then you were a murderer. Right. You see what I'm saying? You committed adultery, then you were a murderer. It, yeah. I know I'm saying murderer, but everybody likes to, you know, everybody likes to categorize sin like one's worse than the other. You no. Know. But... I'm just saying for this, for, for the say, illustration, there's no, there's no scale on what's worse than what. Like, right. And, and so what I'm, what, what, what is Jesus is talking about here is, Hey, you know, you don't get to pass those kinds of judgments on one another. Right. You know, I know when some people pass away and stuff like that, you know, I always go and ask, Hey, did that person, was that person saved? Did they get saved before they died? And sometimes some people are like, well, you know, I, I don't know, you know, and then I've had some people say, you know what? I don't really believe they're foolish enough to, to cross over without it, you know? Now, I don't have a yes or no answer, but I would never make a final determination about their life. And that's right. what you're saying, right? You know, you're not you're not wanting to look at their life and say, oh, yeah, no, they went to hell. Right. Because you don't know. No. You know, you really don't know. Now, let me tell you something. I've been in two types of funerals. And I've been in a funeral uh, where somebody was saved. And I've been in a funeral... Where two, I'm pretty sure nobody I was, about was to say saved. Two totally different atmospheres. And it is two totally different atmospheres. And one of those just happened to be a family member of mine. And I mean, the atmosphere was just grungy. Dead. Yeah, it was very. I mean, dark. it was dead, dead. And I was like, 
And I'm just kind of sitting there, you know, and, and I'm not trying to pass judgment. I don't no. know. But I know the difference in the atmosphere when a Christian's died versus somebody who's not a Christian. There is a total difference. And if, and if you've ever met somebody who's not saved and you've seen them pass away, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, most people have had that experience or maybe, you know, maybe know someone who has. But, um, you know, Jesus is saying here, you don't get to pass the final judgment on other people. But you do have a responsibility to judge. Right. Why? Because the Bible says we, the judgment starts in the house of God. If we would judge ourselves, that doesn't mean that we need to condemn one another. But it does mean that we need to keep each other accountable. If we weren't intended to judge one another, right, then Paul would have never laid out the, the discipline order and said, hey, if you have an ought with a brother, go and take it to him. And if he doesn't listen, take someone with you. And if he doesn't listen, take it before the leadership. I'm paraphrasing here, pastors. Take it to your pastors. And if he still chooses not to listen, he said, count him as an infidel and separate and have no fellowship with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if there was, if there was there's a difference between making a judgment call and condemning somebody. You know what I'm saying? There is a total difference there. And I don't think people really grab that. I think they just think, oh, I'm not supposed to judge. I'm not supposed to well, judge. Well, I think the biggest thing, especially with non-believers, is coming into the church, that's your first thought, is, oh, I'm going to go in there and they're going to judge me. And 95% of the time, they're right. You know, when non-believers come into the church, half the church is judging them. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they wore that coming in here. Or I can't believe they came in here all high and jacked up like that. And that is 95% of the thoughts of the church. But if we would just come in and look at people the way Jesus did, you would have a whole different perspective on people. Well, think about it this way. Uh, the gen the genus genus I can never I can never pronounce his name <laughs> is it it's the genesariac or dem, is the demoniac I know that um hold on here let me see if we can pull yank it out of here Amber's over there you know I'm being the real Christian and digging in my Bible <laughs> I just type it in <laughs> <laughs> just playing I'm just playing or am I we'll never know uh yeah see here I am. Suff or uh, sifting through stuff, but you already got it up, don't you? Um, no, I was reading. Yeah, that's else. what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Um, uh, I could. Anyways, go ahead and yank it up then. Cause I'm having problems finding it. Oh my. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I done skipped it. I don't even think it's I'm in the right book for this. But anyways, I think about him, and while she's yanking that scripture for me, we're gonna look at that because this this guy came. You know, and, and like Amber just said, you know, we, the church sometimes, uh, and I, when I say the church, I'm always talking about the church at large. We talk about where it was talking about the demoniac wears no clothes. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. It's uh, Luke eight twenty seven. It's in Luke. See, here I was looking for it in Matthew. Luke 8. 8, 26. Okay. See, my Bible, I've got like so many footnotes and stuff like that written in my Bible. So I remember the footnotes that are attached to the stories I'm looking for. So that's how I find stuff in my Bible. So when I don't have my Bible, I can't find things as fast because I forget, uh, you know, I'm, I'm used to seeing those like where I've written right. in it or where I've drawn something on it or something like that or underlined certain things. And it's got like little head notes and stuff. So it like breaks down everything. So anyways. And so, uh, you know, this guy came out and this guy, you know, this dude had been living in caves. He's yeah. butt naked. He cuts himself regularly. He probably smells bad. His hair's all messed up. He's probably got feces in his hair. 
he's probably super, super nasty. I mean, you don't understand. Like, this guy comes running out and falls down. And it actually says in verse 28 here in Luke 8, 28, it says, When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God, the son of the of God most high? I beseech ye, tor- torment me not. Right. You know, he came and Jesus looked at him in that moment. And Jesus actually responded. Actually, the only thing he asked him was, what is your name? You know what gets me there, though? Go ahead. Is the fact that even the demons noticed Jesus. You know, and that that frustrates me more than anything is that we as Christians can't even realize it. But the demons, even the demons... (laughs) Well, notice two things I'm going to point out why you say right that. Well, why you said that, because I was about to dig into something else here, because there's another part of the story that nobody really talks too much about. And I heard it preached and I was like, oh, I really like that. So I'm kind of ripping their notes off a little bit. (laughs) But uh, uh, but they you know, this this happens right here. Okay, this guy comes running in. Jesus doesn't judge him. The only thing he asks him is what his name is. And he says, we're legion. This is his this is his response. Mm. And then these they understood two things. One that there's a time for them to die and there's a time for them to be tormented. And he said, have you come? Actually, I want to say there's a different translation for this or a different version of the story. It says, have you come to torment us before the time? So these demons already understand, like you said, they recognize Jesus. They recognize his authority. They recognize everything about him and they understand that their time's coming. Right. But even that didn't stop this man from going and throwing himself down at Jesus' feet. And Jesus met him where he was at. Jesus set him free. And then he scared everybody in the region because when they come out and found him, they found the man sit there when it was, you know, in his right mind, he was clothed. And they had no idea what to do with it. They're like, uh, leave. Right. We, you know, we don't need you here. You need to go away. And, and Jesus did. You know, that's something else I want to I just point out, too, is because people think that Jesus is this harsh hard individual and he's not he's never going to force his way in actually the bible says he stands at the door and he knocks and to those who open he will come in and sup with them and make their abode with him if if you don't open the door and let jesus in your life he's not going to force his way in and then you don't get to be mad when things aren't going the way you think that they should go you know i had you say that and it reminded me of a thought that i had had the other day And I was thinking about how, like, you have instincts, you know, and, like, in a moment of time, you automatically think, oh, my gosh, if I would have done this like I had thought, um, you know, things would have been differently or things would have turned out differently. And, you know, you... I, I have to wonder if that was God speaking to us in that moment, even when we weren't saved and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought about that, but I didn't, you know, and even, and God had showed me this too, the fact that, you know, even when we weren't Christians and we didn't believe in him and we didn't, um, we didn't have, we weren't following him. We didn't believe in him. You know, we were claiming ourselves as atheists or whatever, you know, even when somebody would come up to us and talk to us about Jesus, there was a moment we would still think, is he real? Like, there were, even there was that little bit of moment where we were like, maybe. Okay, you just totally switched tracks here. Um, first off, yes, I understand what you're saying. One, you can't deny who he is, right? Because Paul, when he was still Saul before he changed his name, was on his way to Damascus to kill Christians. And even then, he said, Lord, who are you? He recognized him. 
but he still questioned him. You see what I'm saying? Kind of right. like what you're saying. Is he real? Is that really him? That's is what that... I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's but so the other thing is, is you got to understand something. If you're not saved, God only hears one thing from you. Right. And that's the cry out for salvation. You're not, you cannot be not saved and be praying and thinking that you're talking to God. You no, are talking to no, a God, yeah. but it ain't going to be the God that we're talking right. about. You're talking to Satan. But I do believe that part of the reason why, like what you're talking about right there, I do believe that part of the reason why those graces are on us, that's not really the way to say it, but that grace, let me rephrase that, that grace is on us that way, is because we have families or family members who are saved and are praying for exactly. us and, and, and asking God to give us opportunities to receive salvation because the Bible already promises that his, you know, his, his, it'll be from generation to generation to generation. It right. doesn't matter who it is. You know, my promise, my salvation with God, my relationship with God can bless generations after me. You see what I'm saying? If God tarries for another hundred years, the next two, three generations of mine will be blessed because of the relationship that I had with him. And so, you know, if we understand that uh, Levi could pay tithes while he was still in Abraham's loins, you know, then we got to understand that as our, you know, like what you're talking about here is our parents and as our you know, grandparents, in your case was your grandparents, mine would have been like my aunts and stuff like that, you know, they pray and ask God to give us opportunities for that. And I think that's the only reason we're even open to those types of things. And sometimes I wonder, yes, God called Paul, but how many Christians, see, back then they understood. But see, you, know, you have to think about it, too, because even before those people were saved and even before they accepted Christ, God had somebody, spoke to them. Yeah, but somebody, here's two things that, see, this is where it's multifaceted. Does that make sense? You still have, there's two things. You still have to be positioned to hear God. Right. Right. And then you still have to, and if, and if you're not positioned, then somebody's praying for you to get positioned. You see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I really don't, and I don't see I think, any other way that's that That's why happen. I said something about instincts is because in a moment of time where you're like in a dark moment, like most of the time it's like, well, you oh my gosh, God I should have turned the wrong way, right. you know? I, you know, I thought about turning this way instead of going this way and I almost got hit by this car, you know? Like you have a moment of instinct, like, and I, I really, really believe sometimes that that's God speaking to us, like, not yet, don't turn there, you know? Think about it this way, though. If your grandma was a tither, right? Absolutely. So your grandma was a tither. And the Bible has a promise that God said, try me and see if I won't pour out the windows or pour out blessing that you can't contain. And I'll rebuke the devourer on your behalf. Right. You have a situation like what you're talking about right now. That is the promise of God for a generation and him rebuking the devourer on your grandmother's behalf, even though you didn't have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. In turn, the promise he gave her that my, the seed of the righteous shall be saved. See, that's when you start really, you start connecting those dots, you start noticing why that stuff's even possible. Why right. is it that somebody even gets the opportunity for something like that, you know? And then we could start arguing about predestination and we could get into that whole whole no, mess of thing. <laughs> but no, I know seriously, because uh, I do think that that's, that's a part of that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I do think that 
You know, now I, I don't I don't know. Now Solomon, when Solomon dedicated the temple after he finished, he said, God, even if the stranger comes in here. But the stranger only had one cry mm-hmm. that they could make, and that was to receive. But see, even then, you know, they had, there was certain things, even for strangers who dwelt among them, you know, they were still separated from the Jews. They could live among the Jews, but there were still things that they weren't allowed to be a part of. They weren't allowed to be a part of certain um, uh, activities and stuff like that. They could serve and they could be in debt. You know, they could work with the, they, I'm sorry, not indebted, but they could work with the Hebrews. They could serve God. They could do all those kinds of things. But there was still laws and, and things they weren't allowed to do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if, if your grandma, uh, was paying tithes, and, and we know she did, and she was praying for you guys, and she was doing all those kinds of things. Not just that, but she would she would even prophesy over me, even though I'd be in the bedroom snorting cocaine and come out, and she'd be like, one day you're going to you're gonna get up and you're going to talk in front of people and you're going to tell people your testimony and this and that and the other. And I'm like, oh, Grandma, you're full, of, you're, you're full of it, you know? You're full of crap. You're crazy. And I mean, I was just downright mean to her, but I just – but she would tell me that stuff. She'd be, and then like I would have dreams about it too, even though I wasn't saved at the time. I would have dreams, you know, of the things that I have been doing today, and I never knew then that that's what it was going to relate to. Well, and that's why I said I really think that sometimes when you have experiences like that, it's always going to be from the standpoint that somebody before you was paving the way. Absolutely. You know, now that does not mean that God can't move and do what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for the people who listen to us, for me and you, co- sake of conversation, because, you know, we, our minds as humans, we get wrapped up in, um, you know, well, I got to understand why, you know what I'm saying? So if you wanted to piece it together, per se, this is where I would piece it together. I know God's promises about tithing. I know God's promises for the seed of the righteous. I know that they've never been found, you know, and so uh, they've never been forsaken. They've never been, you know, trying to look for bread. They've, you know, I understand those promises. So that's how I attach those things to things that I've recognized in my life. Now, we also understand, like me, you've talked about plenty of times, the gifts of God are without repentance. Right. And so like what you're talking about there, you know, there's things and I'm not going to get into them, but there's things that's been happening in my life. And most of that you've been around and you know how accurate it's been and you know how dead on that's been. And I spent my entire life doing that. And it really was only in the last couple of years that I even began to understood what that even was. I had no clue what that was, but the gifts of God are without repentance. Right. You know? Um, And so, uh, like, if, like what you were talking about, you talk about having dreams and stuff like that. Sometimes maybe those are prophetic insights, you know what I'm saying? Maybe there's, pro- they maybe you know, we, we've talked about it before. Every believer has a responsibility to be prophetic to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. No, they're not all prophets, you know, but we have a responsibility to be prophetic because Paul said to, to, to desire to prophesy. You know, right. He said earnestly desire the best gifts, but above all that you would prophesy. That goes with um, being open being open to this to the spirit of God, being open mm-hmm. to that Holy Ghost moment where God can just land on you at any moment and be like, This is what you need to do or this is what's going on. Like I had an incident what last week where God had just fell on me and said, Pray for that man's back mm-hmm. and that officer was coming down the driveway and I didn't want to do it. I was like, if I'm not holding up the line, I'm not gonna sit here and hold up the line. <laughs> so this guy never walks to the back door, but for whatever reason, that day, well, I can't say for whatever reason. We know why. He walked to the back door. And so I was like, all right, God, obviously you really want me to pray for this man. So I, I asked him, I said, hey, you know, are you ha- do you have problems with your back? And he says, 
yeah, you know, I was an old war vet and I, I you know, wearing a police vest and stuff is kind of heavy. And so he was telling me all that. And, and then he looked at me funny. He's like, stop mid sentence. And he looked at me funny. He said, why? And I said, okay. So I, I said, I heard from God that you had problems with your back and I want to pray for you because God wants to heal you today. And he's just kind of like looking at me funny. And I was like, okay. So we start praying. He reached his hand in my car. I, I prayed, I held his hand and I prayed for him. And then he like, I, it was, it was so crazy, but I was just excited that God used me. I was so excited about that. I was so excited that I had been open in that moment that I was able to receive that so that I could touch this man for God. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now this guy, every time he sees me now, he runs from me, but he like, he won't even look at my car anymore and wave. He just, takes off like it's, well, it's not as but... bad as uh, what happened to our neighbor <laughs> yeah because i did that to her she i think had, they had... just don't know how to react like they just well she uh you know one day she's gonna listen to this <laughs> and she's gonna hear this story and she's gonna see the other side of it and we're all gonna laugh about it later but uh uh i remember that with her uh, i came up and I asked her how you know her she had a check she had like liquid behind her knee or something like that and it was all messed up and she, I remember she stopped me and you one day and she goes, hey, you know, I can't really get around right now. If you guys see me laying out here on the backyard, would you come help me get up? And we're like, yeah, we can do that. And, uh, you know, so she was talking about it. And uh, I, after her surgery and stuff had done, you know, I'd been praying before, before her surgery and while she was in surgery and she come home. And I saw her a couple of days later and I was like, hey, how are you doing? She said, good. And I said, hey. I said, so what's going on? You know, what's the motion like and stuff? And so she's explaining it to me. I said, okay. I said, well, I'm going to pray for you. I said, so when you're up moving that around, because they were talking like this real long recovery right. time and all this other stuff. I remember. And I told her, I said, so when you're up walking around the next couple of weeks, I said, you'll know God did it. And she just kind of looked at me. And she goes, uh, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, she's like, thank you. And so she leaves. Or I leave. I'm sorry. I pull in, you know, do my thing. I pray for her. We prayed for her, actually. Yeah. And I prayed for her. And me and you prayed for her, and I think maybe we all prayed for her or something. I don't remember how that all went down. And I want to say it's two or three days later. Now, she's been limping nonstop since she came home. Mm. And two or three days later, I happen to be outside doing something. I look over, and she's just walking up and down the stairs like nothing's wrong with her. And I turn around, and I look at her. I said, hey, how's that leg doing? <laughs> and she's like, it's good. I was like, oh, is it? She goes, yeah, I'm on my way to physical therapy. And she's like trying to jump in the car as quick as she I was like, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, I was just, in that moment, I was just excited to be open. And in those moments, I think that's the, the hard part for some people, you know, is just to. Well, think about it this way. If you had, if you had been critical or, you know, condemning or judgment, you know what I'm saying? anything towards that situation i don't think it would have turned out the same way oh absolutely you not. know what i mean and so um just like this situation here what we're talking about with this you know with the demoniac had he he couldn't have responded any different way even if he wanted to but if he had tried you know what i'm saying you know these these demons that were in him recognized jesus Right. And like what you're talking about, being a vessel meet for the master's use. You know, that's one of probably one of my favorite scriptures is being a vessel that's meet for the master's use. People recognize Jesus in you. And when they see Jesus in you, it scares them because a lot of people aren't used to seeing that anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, think about the sons of Sceva. They came in and, uh, you know, 
they said, hey, you know, we, we, uh, we, you know, we, we cast you out by this Jesus who Paul preaches. And he said, you know, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And that guy jumped up and beat all seven of them and threw them out the door and sent them out naked, actually. I believe he stripped their clothes off of them and sent right. them out naked. But people recognize that in us. You know, you say in us, and it reminds me, you know, of the, the, the scripture where it says that the Holy Ghost was upon them. And, you know, when you are saved, you're automatically receiving that Holy Ghost in you. But the moment that you are able to speak in tongues and work in miracles and do all those things is the moment that the Spirit falls on you. Does that make sense? You got it backwards. It's, uh, it falls on you. The Holy Ghost comes on you. But then there's an infilling. So there's two baptisms in the Holy Ghost. You've got a, the baptism, because I've, I've studied what you're talking about, and that word upon is used in both sides of that sentence. And one translation of that says it came on them, and the other side of that translation is it went in them. And so the Holy Ghost falls on you when you get saved. That's what... That's how our spirit, his spirit with our spirit reconciles and, and, and gives witness that we are the children of God. Okay, yeah, I had that you see what I'm saying? because Yeah, because it works from the, in, the outside yeah. in. No, you're, you're right, though. You just you got them yeah, switched. No, you're right. Well, I was thinking outside in. And yeah, no. Because no, it yeah, works you got from it. the outside and then it. Yeah, in, no, you're good. And it you works got mentally it. And, and then it just like cleans you up mentally and stuff. But I, I was thinking about it that way and then it just came out backwards, I guess. No, it's know. okay. No, you're no, you're right though. Yeah, but it just—I don't know. When you said that, it just reminded me of that and how. Well, you know what I—I I, now this is just my opinion. I can't prove it to anybody, but you know, I wonder sometimes if because we see people who get saved all the time, right? Right. But you don't see a whole lot of people anymore. At least I don't. Who get the infilling of the Holy Ghost, or want the infilling of the Holy Ghost? They just want to do things as you know. I'm saved. I can handle this right here. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to become a vessel that's meat. And so sometimes I think that's part of the jealousy thing that happens. And like what Jesus, we could go back to Jesus and talk about how, you know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees were being super condemning towards him because they said, he said, hey, look, there's all sin can be forgiven of man, but sin and flat and you blasphemy against the Holy Ghost can't be. And, right. and why is that? Um, you know, because these guys were convinced that he was a devil. And that he was possessed with the devil, you know, and, and anybody who listens to us, if you spend any time in a bar, you never found anybody praying in tongues in there. No. You know what I'm saying? You said, you know, you just, what you just said there is in Romans 2.21, it says, you therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourselves? You who preach to a man, should you not, you should not steal. Do you steal? So you were talking about that and it reminded me like, you know, you should only you shouldn't hold people to a higher standard. So if you're wanting that same thing, you have to go in and do the same things and not get mad at the person who's got it because they put in the work behind it. Well, and, you know, I've had some conversations as of late that's been pretty close to something like that. And they was discussing um, uh, how they felt about where I was at on some things and stuff like that because they felt like they should be there. But the reality was they hadn't put any work in it. Not like I had been putting work in it, and it wasn't a. I'm not saying that as a boastful thing. I'm just saying no, you have to completely, I'm talking to your point. I was about to say you have to completely consecrate yourself. Sometimes you have to get away from everything of the world and just completely solidify yourself to the Word, and that's where I learned, and that's where I had gotten my, you know, my deepening 
and my rooting that I had gotten. And that was recent because I had really applied myself. But it was almost like God had been waiting on me. Like as soon as I had done it and I was legit about it and I wasn't screwing around no more. That was the moment God was like, all right, here you go. You know, but because we play games and we don't think God's not listening to us and he, we don't think that he can really hear what we're saying, what we're thinking, what we're really feeling. You know, we try to play it and you can't, I'm sorry, you can't play God. He, he under, he, he knows more about you than you know about you. So with that being said, I want to, I want to jump into this next thing here. Uh, Like Amber just said, God knows more about you than you know about you. The Bible says that he, he can number every hair on your head. He created you. He has plans for you. Every, you know, I, we talked about it. I mentioned it last week. And one more thing I'd like to mention, um, you know, last week, the end of the podcast, like, ended with me talking a whole bunch. And that's because Amber slipped out to go deal with Amory because our daughter come downstairs and decided that she wanted to be involved. Yeah, she was being a little and so, stinker. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of why, like, it seemed like kind of rushed towards the end and stuff like that. Um, I just wanted to make sure I said something about that because uh, I kind of felt I was listening to that. I was like, wow, I've been talking for a few minutes. But I, was I forgot to say, that, that was about when. That whole podcast, there was kind of some choppy spots, but I think yeah. it's because we were both kind of distracted. Well, with yeah, her. we were dealing with her. Uh, so, but you guys know, I, I don't usually try to get too tight on the edits and stuff like that. You know, it, I just. And we come in here and we do this thing and I'm not, it doesn't need to be some million dollar polished thing. You know, we're putting the message out there and the word's getting preached. So that being said, um, you know, God understands and knows who you are and uh, he wants the best for you. So if that's you today and you're listening to this and, and you're not right with God, you don't have a relationship with him. This is your opportunity to obtain relationship. And we're just going to say a simple prayer. You can repeat it with me after me, however you want to do it, but just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your son, and I thank you for his death on the cross, and today I ask him into my life as Lord and Savior, and from this day forward, I will live for you, and I thank you for it, in Jesus' name, amen. So if that's you, we want to know about it, you can reach out to us at our email, you can reach out to us on Facebook, and here soon you guys are going to be able to reach out to us on our website. and let us know, you know, we want testimonies, salvation reports, praise reports, um, prayer requests, everything. We want to hear it all. Yeah, we want to hear it. Um, and we're more than excited to. I will say even suggestions, if there's something that you want to hear us talk about, we yeah, want to hear as, that too. Yeah, as we're in between series and stuff like that, before we change seasons up and stuff, if there's things you guys want to really talk about or you guys want to like us to dive in on, and, you know, we will. We'll dive in on it with you guys. Um, so, Amber, go ahead and pray us out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word today. We thank you, Lord, that you have just made your place here, God, with us. And we ask, Lord, that you would just touch everybody listening to this today and that you would just bless them, encourage them, Lord. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, guys, take care, and we will catch you next week. God bless.